Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Hello and what a great day to be on the podcast with you. I have another special guest for you today. His name is Matt Anvik. He's the sales manager of Verapax. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm doing excellent. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing well. Thanks again for being on this. Um, It's a pleasure to have you. And I'm really looking forward to all that you have for not only me today, but our listeners. So thank you again. Absolutely. So why don't you kick this off? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, uh, I guess the basic funny little things about me. uh, My wife is a ballet dancer full time. So she's one of the few that gets to do that for a profession. And then I just deal with numbers and marketing and all the good, boring business stuff in the world. Uh, our fun little fact is we have two bunnies. Everybody else has got a dog or a cat, but we got a couple of bunnies. And if you didn't notice behind me, we have a little bit of an interesting home. It was built in 1957, and we're bringing it back to its vintage glory, one piece of wallpaper and crazy paint color at a time. Um, otherwise, I just had a very interesting career growing up. Um, looked at initially getting the culinary arts and worked a whole bunch of odd jobs, but one thing led to another, and here I am working for a marketing company. Okay, so just briefly describe, so I think I know what the wallpaper is behind you, but what is it? It's a Mickey Mouse comic strip based on some of the original cartoons. It's completely out of order. I've tried to timeline it, but it's it's a couple fun little cartoon bits. Okay, and you bought the house like that, or did you put that in there? No, the house was pretty much a blank slate. White walls, very bland. Uh, Our our fun fact is there were six different floorings in the main entrance area. Like the living room was separated from the tiny little dining room patch to the little strip going around the living room. It was kind of a disaster, so we pretty much stripped the floor bare around the whole house. Okay, all right. That is a fun fact. That's actually cool. the house that you live in has character. Yes, and we're adding more every day. And and literally character because it's Mickey yeah. Mouse. That's right. Sure. All right. So Matt, between a room, desk, or car, which one do you clean first, and why? Always a car. I am terrible at keeping my desk clean, but I find the car is the place I'm making all my transportation. It's where I'm going from A to B. And if I can't find something, it's in the car. So I got to keep it clean all the time. (laughs) All right. Very good. So do you have a favorite word or catchphrase? And if so, why? I I love that question um, because I've made up two words. I've completely invented two words, but I can't share them because I use them for all my passwords. (laughs) So uh, I can't, I can't disclose those, but I read a book. I had to been... I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. I remember this one book. It had dragons and things like that. And there's this mouse that reads a book in a library and he finds the word anti-disestablishmentarianism. Oh, wow. And that stuck with me ever since. And you say it so well. (laughs) I've said it enough times trying to 
So what we'll do is we'll, we'll have you back on the podcast and you can, the whole podcast would be about that word. Okay. Does that work? Let's do it. Let's All do right. It. So tell us a little bit about being a sales manager and what it is that you do for the marketing company. What is the marketing company? And then maybe how you got into it, your why, your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So the main uh, process that we actually do day in, day out, we provide printing services, promotional products. I like to say it's the tangible touches in marketing. And we utilize that to integrate within what a client's already doing with their business. So we really look at what it is they have. Maybe they have some digital space, their social media is up and running, but how do they want to fully integrate their marketing with those tangible touch points? Because the more and more things get digital, the less and less touch there is, and the more and more potent all those touch points really become. Uh, I mean, even just a direct mail postcard, I have to keep telling people, I say, I check my mailbox every day, and I think I had one letter in it yesterday. Hmm. That was it. And if that was your postcard, then I read it regardless. But if it's on social media, how fast you can swipe, literally the way my wife swipes the phone, I don't know when she knows when to stop. It's just flying by and people are paying for those ads. So it's, it's kind of disheartening to see how little people are really taking advantage of some opportunities. So that's where we like to come in and help as much as possible. But um, I know you said, how, how did I get into it? And the, to my point earlier, I was doing odd jobs, painting, carpentry, got my degree in culinary arts. But the way my life was going, I just felt like there was something else I needed to be doing. I didn't quite know what it was. And a guy from my church called me. I was even out of the, not out of the country, but out of town. And I just get a phone call. And he says, hey, I got this company. You need a job? I said, yeah. I figure. And next day I come back and get an interview. And six years later, I'm sitting as a sales manager of a marketing company that I that wouldn't have been on my radar. But it, it implies and utilizes a lot of tools that I hold dearly, which is serve people, create things, and solve problems. Okay. So, so Talk to us a little bit about Verapax because you're the sales manager. Mm -hmm. um, is it just, do you do, I got, I got to assume that you do more than postcards. So mm -hmm. uh, kind of dive into that for us. Yeah. It, short and long of it is if there's something you want your logo on, we have the means to make it happen. Uh, a simple example would be you see a banner on the side of the road. You remember you got a postcard in the mail. You walk in the door. There's maybe a printed menu for the restaurants out there, which we're providing printed menus uh, for those restaurants that are, you know, single time use. And then, you know, they're wearing their logo on their shirt or maybe they have a hat and then maybe their logo is also on the mug at the table. And then you walk out the door, there's some signage on the window itself. So just every single step of the way, every time you're seeing those logos, that's where we come in and we're integrating all the different touch points that your customers coming in contact with your business. Okay. Do you have favorite industries that you like to work with? You mentioned restaurants. Yeah. So for my background, that's really proven helpful because I'm able to, I like to just say, I get it. Uh, I worked one restaurant I worked for, I was the breakfast cook. So I was up at 4am 
and I got to the line and I set it up. There was another place I worked for and I was closing shift. I'd get home at midnight. So there's all these times, there's all these variables. You're dealing with people, you're dealing with turnover. You got to update prices. It's a pain. You got to make sure your food cost is good. I understand the back end of what food costing uh, is an hiring process. So I know there's a lot of slim margins. I know what that needs to be. And I just have fun talking to restaurant owners and really hearing what their niche is because I didn't really get to pursue that full time, but it's a great way that I can interact with them still and keep that part of my life. Okay. So um, uh, just as a follow-up to that, are there any other types of industries or businesses that you enjoy working with? I know we have a few attorney's offices and they're fun because they're incredibly detail oriented. Uh, they don't really always understand marketing, but they know what they want. They know the way it needs to be laid out. And so they'll draw it up straight up. Like there's no questions asked. They have the whole thing drafted and in front of you and I don't have to ask questions. So it's great as far as discovery. They're like, this is what it needs to be. Then we'll try and fine tune it maybe and encourage a little bit of creativity, but sometimes uh, they're just stuck in their way. So we, we enjoy being able to give them exactly what they're asking for. Okay, all right. So um, you, you've kind of worked your way up to being a sales manager at this point. What, what are some things that you have learned um, from just throughout your life and, and what you're doing now? Yeah, the biggest thing, having pretty much worked at almost every position in the company uh, through one way or another, driving, working the printer, working the machines, um, doing front desk phone calls, data entry, whatever it might be, I, I see so much value in putting the right person in the right seat in the right bus. Mm -hmm. um, so Jim Collins inspired a lot when I read his books on that. Um, and really taking that and starting to implement it. Now that I actually am more involved in the hiring process, I put together a, it's about a four or five step hiring process. You don't just walk in the door and get a job. We talk to you at least five times and have multiple meetings with multiple people, even just for a driver at this point. I'm not letting anybody through the door without a thorough process because we've wasted too much time and money on folks that it doesn't work out in three months and then you got to start the whole thing over again. Sure. So that's been big. Um, calling out awkward. I've enjoyed learning more and more and hearing from thought leaders on that topic. Just saying there's an elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. There it is. Let's move on and acknowledging it and just not trying to skirt around tough issues. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the main thing. And then finding other leaders in your network somewhere to be able to mentor with, listen to, and just similar to this, have an awesome conversation with other folks that maybe have a slightly different idea, even if they're not in the same industry. Uh, there's so much value in just listening to how other people run their business. Oh, very good. Very, very good. And, you know, when you, when you started talking about the Jim Collins quote in his book, Good to Great, um, rings a bell with a lot of people because I think we learn about 
getting those right people, sitting them in the right seat and putting them on the right bus the hard way. Mm -hmm. And um, there's another statement out there just to kind of add additional value to what you said. And, and um, that's where you, you hire slow and you fire fast. Mm -hmm. um, if you can take the time to be proactive instead of reactive when you're looking at bringing people into your business as an employee or a partner, if you will, um, you really want to have due diligence to make sure that they are truly the right fit. So uh, good for you and kudos. And so how long have you been part of the hiring process now there? Um, so kind of taking the sales manager position over this last year to 18 months, it was sort of a transition period. and about six to eight months ago, I saw the last bad hire and I pretty much approached the ownership and said, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm implementing this. You give me all the applications and all the resumes. I'm taking the first two steps before you even start touching things. Then we'll get you involved in the process. So I pretty much just saw it and I said, this is it. I've had it. Um, I'm making sure. And this last hire we just made, she has been phenomenal. The perfect fit the right detail, um, excellent pedigree with her background and everything. And we had someone else that right before that, everything looked good, but because it took a little longer to come to the final step, we realized she was a little crazy to say the least. And we were able to keep crazy out of the business before she came in. All right. Well, you have a couple of different crazies and that'll be a topic for another day. Um, so what, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you had known before you started? I think the one thing, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to debate and have a little bit of a confrontation, sort of in line with calling out the awkward. Um, because if we all had the same opinion and we all had the same ideas, there'd be literally no creativity. Mm -hmm. So you have to challenge. And I believe that was in, that was in the other one of Jim Collins books, either good to great or uh, built to last. And it was about, I think his story was about Dell and how corporate managers and higher ups would literally be screaming and throwing things at each other in debate going over and over things that they just could not come to terms with, but it challenged the creative process for them to create ultimately the best end result. So it, you don't have to throw things, I don't think, but for them, maybe it worked for, for most people. If you just can have one person in the room that can sit there and say, not just to be a contrarian, but to really look at it and say, well, there's this way. Let's just make sure we've thought about this. So everybody doesn't run one way without thinking about the opposite. Yeah, agreed. And, and you know, and, and I know you know this, um, we live in different times today than probably even when Jim Collins wrote that in that book. Um, I don't know when the last time I heard a, a fight in a boardroom or whatever, just because we have different people, a different mindset today where they really will rise up and say, you don't need to yell at me talk to me, talk with me, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we can say thank you to HR departments for that. We can say thank you to um, leadership in a good way for that. We can, we can say thank you to so many different things so that it's not that way or it's not the norm anymore. Mm -hmm. Would you agree to that? Oh yeah, like I said, it was 
just the point of being able to challenge the status quo, which to your point, the status quo has been challenged immensely right now. Mm-hmm. So let's do that every day. If you're not looking at what you're doing every day, really look at what your plan is, your business strategy, your marketing plan and say, why am I doing it this way? If I did change it, might it be better? Check it out. And if it's not going to be more successful, then go back to what you're doing. Great. But the grass is always greener. There's there's that fine line. But allowing yourself to say, I think things are good, but could things be better? Yep. Yep. And if you think the grass is greener on the other side, try watering your own. Yeah. That's good. There, there I'm taking go. notes here. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, tell us why you're about. Tell us why your business. What separates you from other businesses in your industry? Yeah, the biggest thing within our industry. Many things are pretty much cross-platform. You can go to just about any marketing company, and they'll give you the same results. Our sweet spot falls in our direct mail services because of two things. Number one, we have a rating with the USPS, which is called their terms seamless, which just means we are extremely thorough, extremely detail oriented. And basically the post office has given us an A plus plus rating, which means when we drop off mail, they know it's good. So that tells our clients, we take care of their entire process all the way from start to finish. And then from the internal side, We have some unique technologies which are called variable data printing. So in other words, most printers, they just run a single copy. You could go to your copier, you put a sheet or you send it a file, it'll print as many of those as you want. And that's great, but in order to really connect with the end user, usually you want personalization. So if you're gonna send a letter to someone and it's personalized, it would have their name. It might have something about them. It may be including their birth date. It might include the anniversary of the first time they interacted with you. It might include the product they purchased from you. If you were to send a generic file, you'd have to manually go in and make every single one of those changes. Mm. But we have software and systems that can take blank slots that you predetermine, hey, I wanna mention their product. I wanna mention the last time they purchased it. I wanna mention the color. If it's a car, you just want to say what color their car was. We can do that if we have that information and you keep it on file. So that's that's the biggest standout when we bring that up to people. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman who was doing medical lists, and he said, oh, if I could target the verbiage towards a podiatrist first, an OBGYN first, someone else, it would just make so much of a difference that they would say, wow, this is very this means something to me. This is very targeted towards me and they understand what I need. Yeah, I like it. Well, good. Thank you very much for sharing that major difference between you and other businesses. So, excuse me, what is one thing that people seem to misunderstand about your industry? I think the biggest part there's that, constant thing that I hear that uh, print is dead, that it's too old fashioned, it doesn't work anymore. But it's amazing how much digital is just becoming completely muffled to the point. Kind of like I said, you know, my wife's swiping through social media, I don't even know what she's seeing anymore. So it's become so mundane, 
on the digital side, how can you stand out on that? So realistically, it's kind of that cycle I always like to think as we're sitting in this home that's very themed in the 1950s. Uh, I kind of see the world seems to have this like pendulum swing where if I remember right back in the early 2000s, like kind of the 70s was in and then it kind of went back a little further and then like the 60s was in and now kind of 2020, there's more trends of 50s style, 50s hairstyles, 50 apparel and things kind of just coming back in trend and it just feels like there's an ebb and flow. And so everybody got on the digital wagon, the dot-com boom, all the other things, Facebook becoming big and there's just more competition. And so to stand out, like Seth Godin says with Purple Cow, you got to do something just totally out of the blue. And it seems really dorky and simple, but a postcard can be completely out of the blue now. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's really cool, I, I got excited the other day when um, someone had sent me a card using um, a company to send me that card. And I got excited about it. I couldn't wait to, to get into the house and open it. And I can imagine um, that feeling when people are putting the postcards in the mail, such as your direct mail that you're talking about, to versus or versus the, the person that's receiving it and, and how excited they might be, especially as a business owner, um, where, they're, where the message is targeted towards them, right? It's almost like you're looking at it and they're like, oh, wow, you're speaking to me, right? That's how it comes across? Exactly. Very good. So if there was a book to be written about you, Matt, what would the title of that book be? And then maybe give a synopsis on the, like what the back end of that, uh, what the summary on the back end of the book would look like or read. Yeah. I, I'm glad you sent that question in advance. Cause that's, that was a thinker. I was going to be sitting on that for about an hour otherwise, <laughs> but I, I came down to this and it may be as corny as anything. Cool as a cucumber and it all depends on how you slice it. Okay. Maybe a little obsolete and abstract, but I always get comments that I'm just super chill, low key, not very excitable, but in the right situations, I'll get, I'll get one way or another, or I'll get passionate about the right thing at the right time when it needs to happen. Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna make it our mission to find out that <laughs> what those moments are. Um, so what's Matt, what's the best compliment you've ever received? I like to think it was actually back in my culinary school because it felt, it felt like it culminated a lot of the details, kind of like I said earlier, very much on my why to serve, to take care, to be a little creative and um, ultimately solve problems. And my one professor gave me a 100%. And I thought, cool. You know, a couple times you can do that depending on what the class is. But she specifically said in the 14 years I've been teaching this class, I have never had a 100% from any student ever. And I thought, wow, that's either, I don't know what I did. I don't know what it was, but just, I highly respected her as a professor and her expertise for that course. And it wasn't even just purely academic. There were like physical things you needed to do as far as like table settings and knowing some business acumen on the restaurant back end and how to handle certain unique situations. 
So there was like essay stuff in there that's kind of obscure sometimes in college courses that you easily get dinged a couple of points just because, I don't know, I missed a period. So it was, it was a very high compliment, and I'll remember that to this day. Well, that speaks to probably your attention to detail then. I guess I wouldn't really call myself a detail-oriented person by my desk example earlier, but I, it, was, it was very much because it was uh, a garbage or type class on the front of house where it was taking care and serving the guest mm. is really what that course kind of embodied. So it was customer service, it was operating the business, it was taking care and showing initiative, I would say, okay. is how a lot of that was. Well, I would, I would add to that and say that if it was really about the customer, then that's really what wins over people is, their, is the attention to their details. Mm -hmm. And if you're a sales manager and you're doing that, then I've got to think that the products that you produce have that attention to detail effort made every time, all the time. That's certainly, that's certainly expectation we promote around the company. All right. Well, very good. So as we wrap up, what are a couple of things that you want the listeners to take away? Read a book. That's, I got two sitting right here. I'm always taking notes. You've already heard me throw a few out there. So I'd love to ask you, what's your favorite book? My favorite book? I've yeah. got many. Well, maybe many. if you got um, one or two here and then you can send me a, your entire library. I, I can do that. On here, I'll tell you this. Uh, one of my favorite books is the Bible. Um, I'm looking at um, a bunch of business and leadership books, but I honestly think that out of all of them, it would have to be, and I'm looking over here real quick, um, is, is, well, you know what? I don't have a favorite. I, I like them all. Um, you know what? I'll say it this way. Patrick Lincoln's, um um uh, oh which i just lost the title um when he just wrote no no um might be on my audible list five dysfunctions of a team ah i think That's i have that on my wish list five dysfunctions of a team and if anyone has ever read it they'll be like yes that is it um if you've not read it it's a quick read but there is so much meat to it it's almost like if anyone, and I hate to describe it like this, but if it was like um, a plate of ribs, the meat has fallen off. So there's really no work for you to get that meat. Mm. That's the way he has written it. And uh, it's just amazing. It's an amazing book. Awesome. Yeah, I think I, I think I do have that. But I've read a couple of his other things, listen to his podcast, Love Lencioni. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Um, so what couple yeah. of books do you have? Uh, the couple I'm reading right now, Mike Derryberry's Hard Knocks. And Cody Bateman's Human Connection. Those are the ones I'm working my way through. But uh, the one I actually just got a recommendation, um, Chris Voss wrote the book about the negotiation. Oh. And that's been really incredible, reading through his, his book. Chris Voss. Very good. D-O-S-S. So, no, it's in the last six months to a year, I've made a major commitment. Read learn, talk to people, get a mentor, network with other people in that space. Um, and Mike Derryberry's book, actually, it just touched on that. And he said, um, somebody else is credited with it, obviously. And he mentioned that, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So find five really high caliber people and 
you naturally have to average up there and it, it elevates you personally, professionally, relationally, your decisions, your thoughts. I mean, even weird stuff like where you get pizza and where you go on vacation. Mm-hmm. But hey, if they're going on v- good vacations, you, you get to do that too. Yep. The catch is, the catch is, Matt, is when people don't realize that they are at the place where they want to be or the average of those five people that they hang out and they want to be better. I would say that some people, maybe most, um, don't put the extra work in to make sure that they find those new group of people Mm. to hang out with. Yeah. It's always elevating. Yeah. Well, good. So how can we find out about uh, Veripax? Uh, social websites or uh, your own person or the the website of the company phone number that type of thing yeah uh, phone number 602-995-7841 but verapax.com that's v-e-r-a-p-a-x not c-k we get too many people doing that p-a-x.com and vera is latin for truth pax is latin for peace so that's kind of the founding principles and values the company was built on but you can use that, Verapax Marketing. We're on Facebook, Instagram. My wife's actually doing some freelance work with the company, uh, making those very operational and much better than when I was tasked to do it. So that's why we were putting the right people in the right seat. So that was that was her lane, and she's she's driving fast in it. Well, very good. Matt, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, sharing a little bit of your wisdom, experience, your knowledge. Um, and um, some of what your, your company is doing. Thank you again. I appreciate you and your time and what you're doing for our community. Yeah, well, I thank you, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity, and I look forward to listening to all the other great speakers and thought leaders you're having on here. Sounds good. Thanks again. Yeah. Well, to our audience, whatever you say, think, or do, do it with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips, and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.